section sixteen of the central period of the middle age nine eighteen to twelve seventy three by beatrice a lees this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by pamela nagami chapter ten the comnini and the first two crusades ten eighty one to eleven ninety two part two by the summer the whole crusading host had assembled before nicaea in asia minor one of the chief cities of the sultanate of rum or iconium which was now a practically independent state under kilij arslan a prince of the house of seljuk on june nineteenth nicaea capitulated to the greeks and the franks found themselves outwitted alexius had negotiated secretly with the inhabitants and just when the crusaders were hoping to storm the city they saw the imperial standard floating from the walls they now started for syria and after defeating the turks at dorylium and struggling in the summer heat through an arid mountainous country to iconium they reached antioch on october twenty first and encamped before the city which was strongly fortified and held by a turkish garrison the crusaders blockaded the city but its great gates and towering walls defied their feeble siege engines and they were constantly harassed by the attacks of the turks from without and by the sallies of the garrison from within though ships from genoa and from england brought reinforcements the crusading leaders were divided among themselves the native syrians and armenians could not be relied on for supplies and in the summer of ten ninety eight news came that a great host under kerboga the emir of mosul was approaching from the east to the relief of antioch at this crisis a turk called Firuz or pyrrhus who guarded three of the towers on the wall offered to betray the city to bohemond after wringing a promise from the other princes that antioch should belong to him if he succeeded in taking it bohemond led a small band of his men to the ramparts by night they scaled the walls by means of a rope-ladder were admitted to the towers and opened a gate to their companions when morning broke bohemond's standard was seen flying from a height within the city a general attack followed the crusaders swarmed in through the gates which were left unguarded and antioch was won yet the turks still held out in the citadel the strong fortress to the south of the city and the very day after the crusaders victory the vanguard of kerboga's army appeared before the walls and the besiegers were in their turn besieged by the turks some of the leading crusaders now lost heart let themselves down from the ramparts by ropes and fled from the city wherefore to their undying shame they were called rope dancers amongst these deserters was stephen count of blois the brother-in-law of robert of normandy soon pestilence and famine began to do their deadly work among those who remained until the besieged were glad to eat the flesh of horses and asses and to cook the leaves of trees and the hides of animals to stay their hunger it was just when the courage of the crusaders was at its lowest ebb that a seeming revelation from heaven revived their drooping spirits st andrew appeared to a provencal priest called peter bartholomew and told him that the lance with which the centurion pierced christ's side was buried in one of the churches of antioch 
after a long day's digging on the spot indicated as the light began to fail the lance was uncovered when as yet only the tip appeared above the ground i kissed it wrote a provencal chronicler who was present at the scene the invention or finding of the holy lance gave the crusaders the stimulus and enthusiasm which they needed and roused them to further effort on june twenty eighth ten ninety eight the whole army issued forth from the city bearing the lord's lance as a standard and utterly routed kerboga's troops the citadel surrendered shortly afterwards and the victory of the soldiers of the cross was complete the feeling that god was on the side of the franks the sense of awe and mystery and of spiritual forces fighting for the crusading cause is clearly seen in the contemporary records of the battle of antioch there came forth from the mountains writes one chronicler a countless host having white horses with standards all white and our men knew not what these might be until they perceived that they were the hosts of christ led by st george st mercury and st demetrius it was this strong vivid faith which made the rank and file of the crusaders insist on the advance to jerusalem and threaten to destroy the walls of antioch when the princes fell to quarrelling over the spoil the leaders themselves lost sight of the religious character of the expedition in their haste to gratify their personal ambitions even before the crusading host entered syria baldwin brother of godfrey of boulogne had left the main army to win for himself the armenian lordship of edessa and no sooner was antioch taken than bohemond and raymond of toulouse began to dispute over its possession when in november ten ninety eight the crusaders at length started for the holy city this unseemly wrangling continued after the capture of mara the common soldiers actually pulled down part of the town to compel the princes to go forward at the siege of arca the next stage on the route peter bartholomew went through an ordeal of fire to prove the genuineness of the holy lance to the scoffers in bohemond's party and died in a few days of his burns not till the beginning of june ten ninety nine nearly a year after the battle of antioch did the crusaders reach jerusalem which had recently been taken from the turks by the troops of the fatimite caliph of cairo a five weeks siege followed on july eighth the crusading army preceded by the clergy went in solemn procession round the city a few days later on july fifteenth godfrey of boulogne wheeled his wooden siege tower close to the walls and threw a bridge on to the ramparts and after a fierce struggle jerusalem was taken by assault the crusaders celebrated their victory by a terrible massacre of the mohammedans passing from the streets heaped with dead and the blood-stained courts of the temple of solomon to worship with tears of joyful thanksgiving at the holy sepulchre the goal of the crusade seemed now to have been reached jerusalem was once more in christian hands and the leaders of the expedition met to organize their conquest and to elect a king the offer of the throne is said to have been made in vain to raymond of toulouse who would not be called king in the holy city and to robert of normandy 
godfrey of boulogne at length accepted it though he too refused to wear a crown of gold where christ had worn a crown of thorns and styled himself merely duke dux or advocate of the holy sepulchre his brief reign was marked by the defeat of the egyptian army at ascalon and by the fortification of the port of joppa he died in eleven hundred and the fame which he had hardly deserved in life was accorded to him after his death legends soon began to gather about his name he was numbered among the nine worthies of christendom he was connected with the story of the knight of the swan or lohengrin and in after days he and tancred were taken by the great italian poet tasso as the heroes of his jerusalem delivered the latin kingdom of jerusalem which gradually grew up under godfrey and his two immediate successors comprised an addition to the kingdom of jerusalem proper with its dependent fiefs of jaffa joppa and ascalon Carac and montreal galilee and sidon the county of tripoli the principality of antioch and the county of edessa a long narrow strip of territory it communicated with the sea on the west and the genoese and venetian and english ships rendered valuable help to the latins in the early days of the kingdom but on the east the important towns of aleppo hama amesa and damascus were in the hands of the turks and to the south there was constant danger from egypt within the new kingdom was governed on strictly feudal lines edessa antioch and tripoli were fiefs of the crown while baldwin at edessa bohemond at antioch and raymond of toulouse at tripoli were practically sovereign princes the government of the kingdom is probably well enough represented by the thirteenth-century compilation of customs called the assizes of jerusalem which profess to be the usages ordered by godfrey of boulogne to be maintained in his dominions at the head of all was the king with his great officers seneschal marshal chamberlain chancellor and the like justice was done by a high court or curia regis there were also special civil courts for burgesses commercial and maritime courts and a court for the native syrians there was an elaborate ecclesiastical organization too under the patriarchs of jerusalem and antioch the chief defect in the system was a defect common to all feudal states the lack of political unity and the division of the sovereign power among many powerful nobles it seems indeed wonderful that so small a kingdom set in the midst of so many foes could hold its own at all that it was able to do so was probably largely owing to disunion among the turks but it was also due in no small measure to the religious enthusiasm and warlike efficiency of the two great military orders the soldier saints the knights hospitallers and the knights templars the hospitallers or knights of the hospital of st john of jerusalem originally founded in the eleventh century for the purpose of tending sick and poor pilgrims to the holy land took on a military organization early in the twelfth century the templars were instituted in the twelfth century by hugues de payence a burgundian knight to protect the pilgrims who visited jerusalem the rule of the order which was probably in the main due to st bernard was definitely recognized by the pope in eleven twenty eight 
the knights of the temple who derived their name from their house near the temple of solomon in jerusalem took the threefold monastic vow of poverty chastity and obedience they were governed by a master and provincial commanders or preceptors the order included knights and sergeants or serving brothers and priests on its seal were engraved two knights riding on one horse to symbolize the original poverty of the brethren the habit of the templars was white with a red cross on the mantle lambs in the house but lions in war they bore before them in battle a banner called Beauseon, half white and half black because they are fair and favourable to the friends of christ stern and black to his foes the hospitallers also lived by rule as soldier monks organized in provinces or langues under a grand master their orders too included knights serving brothers and chaplains and they wore a black mantle with an eight-pointed white cross godfrey of boulogne was succeeded by his brother baldwin of edessa who took the title of king and did much to make it a reality during his reign a fresh crusading host started from europe under william duke of aquitaine and other distinguished leaders only to perish miserably in the passage across asia minor italian norwegian and english crusading fleets however gave active support to baldwin by sea and with their help he conquered caesarea acre and sidon he took romley also but his last years were clouded by disaster and he died in eleven eighteen before he could carry out a projected attack on egypt in the same year died alexius comnenus though in apparent fulfilment of his contract with the franks he had led an army into asia he had followed the crusaders it has been said much as the jackal follows the lion picking up the spoil won by the nobler animal in the end he recovered nicaea and a large part of asia minor yet he was unable to establish his claims to supremacy in the holy land and the eastern trade of constantinople suffered considerably from the privileges accorded to venice genoa pisa and marseilles in the syrian ports he was succeeded by his son john comnenus a brave and prudent prince who reigned till eleven forty three after the death of baldwin i his kinsman baldwin du bourg count of edessa became king of jerusalem in spite of the one great misfortune of his capture and imprisonment by the turks his reign was prosperous and the latin kingdom had reached its greatest extension when he died in eleven thirty one baldwin the second had no son but he married his daughter melisande to falk v count of anjou the grandfather of henry the second of england a man of statesmanlike ability piety and courage unfortunately for the future of the kingdom of jerusalem falk was killed accidentally in eleven forty three and his son baldwin the third a boy of thirteen was left to face the most serious crisis which the syrian franks had as yet experienced the fatalism amounting to indifference or even leading to alliance with the christians which had often characterized the turks in the first crusade had gradually been replaced by a more patriotic attitude as the pressure of frankish conquest made itself felt the franks wrote a mohammedan historian raided the land daily they wrought unspeakable harm to the moslems 
yet the enthusiasm for the holy war the jihad of the mohammedans was reviving only a leader was needed to unite the jealous turkish lordships in one strong hand then in the words of an arabic chronicler god resolved to raise up against the christians a man fit to punish their crimes he saw none more meet for his designs than imad ed-din zengi zengi called imad ed-din or pillar of the faith the son of a trusted counsellor of malik shah was noted for courage and resolution and had been promoted to be governor or atabek of mosul after subduing his mohammedan rivals and establishing his authority in northern syria he succeeded in eleven forty four in taking edessa in the absence of its indolent count joscelin the second the unworthy son of joscelin the first who was called by the turks a satan among the infidels though zengi himself did not live to see the full results of his victory when in eleven forty six he was assassinated by his own slaves his biographer could declare that the trinitarians were deprived of keep and fortress and the worship of the one was restored to the regions of syria the tidings of the fall of edessa the conquest of conquests were received with consternation in western europe where st bernard preached a new crusade with such impassioned eloquence that at the assembly of vezelay in the spring of eleven forty six he was forced to cut up his garments to supply his hearers with crosses both louis the seventh of france and the emperor conrad the third took the cross and many french and german nobles followed their example from the first however there were some who thought the expedition ill-advised and even st bernard's influence and the miracles which were said to accompany his preaching could not revive the popular fervour of the crusade of ten ninety five the germans under conrad the third started in may eleven forty seven and marched through hungary and bulgaria to constantinople the emperor john comnenus had been succeeded in eleven forty three by his son manuel i but though he and conrad had married sisters they distrusted one another and there can be little doubt that the byzantines behaved toward the franks with much duplicity deserted by their greek guides distressed by lack of supplies and harassed by the turks the german crusaders who had attempted to cross asia minor made their way back to nicaea while conrad returned to winter at constantinople the french pilgrims chose the coast road through asia minor where in a rocky pass near laodicea the turks fell on them and inflicted terrible slaughter the remnant reached the port of atalia whence the king and the more important crusaders sailed to antioch leaving the rest of the host to struggle on painfully by land betrayed by the greeks and suffering grievously from famine in the spring of eleven forty eight conrad the third arrived at acre by sea and the king of jerusalem joined with the french and german crusaders in an attack on damascus the siege wrote the contemporary historian william of tyre would have been successful had it not been for the greed of the great princes who entered into negotiations with the citizens as it was the attempt to take the city was abandoned and the jealousy of the syrian frank nobles who feared to see the fruit of their conquests snatched from them by the crusaders 
with the ambitions and rivalries of the western leaders caused the whole expedition to end in disastrous failure the emperor conrad and the king of france returned home and saint bernard saw with bitter sorrow in the overthrow of all his hopes the judgment of god for the sins of the people End of chapter 16